welcome everybody. Uh, happy holidays and everything like that. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit today about crossing noises. And crossing noises are something that, of course, bother a lot of players. I'd like to do a little bit of theory, but don't let that scare you. Um, because if you understand what's happening when you make a crossing noise, and if you understand the specifics, I hope you can agree that that's going to make it a lot easier to try to fix. For example, if we know exactly what went wrong with our fingers, all right, then we, we can set about addressing that issue. Whereas if we just say crossing noise, first of all, sometimes that's not even quite right. A lot of times people confuse other fundamental issues for crossing noises, okay? But then the other thing is there are several different ways that crossing noises can happen. And once you understand them, okay, it should become more clear. And then after we go through that, I'd like to tell you one of the, uh, what's the right word I've had? Uh, revelations that I've had about crossing noises over the years um, that uh, even I wasn't really foreseeing. And it'll really be sort of like, I think, the hidden secret about really getting to the bottom of these crossing noises. Okay, so I'm gonna zoom in on my fingers here and the first type of crossing noise, all right, that we have often in piping is what we call the lift drop crossing noise, which is actually kind of strange because it's actually caused by fingers dropping, okay, before the fingers that are supposed to lift lift up. So for example, the classic one, when we first learned the scale, is, is a lift drop. It goes from D to E, okay? And what, what always happens, we know this, right? We uh, accidentally drop the D fingers before the E fingers come up, and it comes out like this. Ooh, it's so much fun to play those like that, okay? And that's a lift drop crossing noise. Very bad, very, very bad. But we can have lift drop crossing noises in any situation where some fingers lift, okay, after fingers have dropped, like this. All of those, cro all of those crossing noises that we're hearing there, okay, what we want to hear is this. Sorry, my chair is a little gurgly today. Just going with it. Uh, so what we want to hear is that, but what we hear instead, and this is just one example, but when we go from the low A to the C, my low G finger drops too soon. Then the C comes up. So what do we hear in between? We hear the low G sound in between, right? And then when we go from the C to the E, same thing, lift, drop again. We got the C to the E, okay? Okay, and then we, from the E to the high A, it doesn't seem like we have to worry about a crossing noise, but we do. This guy comes down first, and then these other ones come up after, and that causes that unwanted sound in between notes. Okay, and that's really what the definition of a crossing noise is. It's unwanted, uncontrolled sound in between two notes. So what we intend to do is to go from one note to the other note. We do not intend for those other weird quasi-note sound things to happen in between. That's a definition of a crossing noise, and we don't want that. So that was type number one. Type number two might not be quite as common, but it's still very common, and we call these a rolling crossing noise, okay? Now, rolling crossing noises occur when multiple fingers have to lift or drop, okay? But instead of lifting or dropping simultaneously, they lift or drop sequentially. Okay, so the most classic one is the low G to the B. This is what we want. 
But so often what we actually get is... So instead of that simultaneous lifting of the two B fingers, okay, it happens sequentially, and we do not want that. And that can happen all over the place, from E to high G. Uh, it could happen from a, uh, D to F. See how the, the fingers are rolling into position instead of simultaneously snapping into position, okay? Uh, very tricky, very difficult to deal with. By the way, you could absolutely have a double whammy there and in several other positions where you go from the D uh, to the F, we could have a lift drop crossing noise and then a roll uh, as well. Okay, I've heard it all, I've heard it all over the years, okay? Those are the two main types of crossing noises that we want to avoid. Uh, there is a third type of crossing noise, it's a little more subtle and we usually don't obsess about these uh, for beginners too much because uh, it is very tricky, but uh, these were named, I remember Eric Olette gave me the idea of how to name this, and he called them phanta, uh, phantom crossing noises, all right? And a phantom crossing noise is basically the opposite of a lift drop, and it's often caused in reaction to trying to fix a lift drop. So for example, when we go from D to E, there's our classic one again, a phantom crossing noise is when the, the, these fingers lift too soon, before these ones drop. And it, so temporarily you have a false note in between the two notes of the note change, okay? And the false note is tricky and you do have to be careful because if you get in the habit of playing these, okay, it, it does cause your playing to sound quite sloppy, especially on the full bagpipe chanter, okay? Uh, especially on the full bagpipe chanter, those phantom crossing noises sound a little bit tricky. What do we really want at the end of the day, okay? And I'm gonna to segue towards my revelation that I've had. What we really want at the end of the day is to go from one note to the other note instantaneously. We want all the fingers to move perfectly synchronously at exactly the same time, okay? And that word time for me really suggests what the root cause of most crossing noises is. And I wrote about this in uh, the book, in the Finding Bagpipe Freedom book, I wrote about this phenomenon, which is uh, crossing noises are timing errors more than anything else. Okay, like let's say 80% timing errors. So in other words, we're just not timing our fingers correctly when we go from the D to the E. Some things are moving early, some things are moving later, and they're not all happening synchronously at the same time, okay? And in music, what is the you know, what is a close relative of the idea of time in music? And hopefully the word rhythm comes to mind. And what we found over time is that as someone becomes more and more accurate with their rhythm, more and more clear on what they're trying to do rhythmically with a passage of music or with a tune, okay, the more clear and the more skilled you get with rhythm, the fewer and fewer crossing noises tend to plague the performance. Okay, so that's just a little tidbit I'd like to leave you with. We've taught many, many students where once they get the hang of rhythm, we very rarely have to worry about crossing noises anymore. It's almost like magic, but of course it's not. It makes total sense. Okay, these 
um, th this lack of synchronization that we have during note changes that causes these uh, crossing noises. It's all about timing, okay? To so get the timing sorted out uh, first. And then we can worry about the crossing noises. But also, I hope that you enjoyed a little bit of the, the background theory of crossing noises, and it might even give you a little bit of inspiration as to how you might diagnose problems with your crossing noises. So I hope you enjoyed that little mini lesson today. That's all we've got for now. And uh, if I, I'm not sure I'm going to do one next week before Christmas. You never know. But uh, if I don't see it, make sure you have a, a great holiday season and enjoy a little bit of time off. But uh, not too much time off from the piping, hopefully. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.